they actually moved me to scout receiver. Okay. That first year, I'm like, okay. And I'm going against in practice. I'm like, okay. I'm going against a Dory Jackson in, <laughs> in practice every day. And I'm just like, wait, this guy ends up going like sixth overall in the NFL draft. And this guy yeah. is just toying with me. I was God. like, what am I doing? A quarterback <laughs> playing wide receiver on the scout team. I mean, I was in the, I got into the best running shape I ever had yeah. in my life, but I'm just like, you know, I'm not one of those players that like, if I get put out of my place, I'm like, oh shoot, I don't really, you know, I don't really care yeah, anymore. Yeah. But like, I did my job 100%. I did did it the best I can. Mm-hmm. So majority of my experience, my first year, I was playing wide receiver and I didn't really do a lot of quarterback rep, reps, I want yeah. to say. Um, I had to pay my dues, you know, at the time. Welcome to the HNL Movement Podcast, where everything is geared to leveling up your performance in activities, sports, and life. Join me in my professional journey as I share my knowledge and experiences while also learning from professionals, colleagues, clients, and you with one goal in mind, how to optimize human performance. This is the right place to learn how a multidimensional approach will sustain the performance and lifestyle you desire. Welcome back to the HNL Movement Podcast. Thank you again for joining me for another episode. If you haven't already and you really enjoy the podcast, it would mean a lot to go to Apple Podcasts and rate or review the podcast. Leave a helpful review of things that you have enjoyed and even things that have helped you along your fitness journey. This week, I have a very special guest. Every guest, I have excellent conversations. I truly enjoy talking with them and sharing their journey and their stories. And this week does not disappoint. A very humble guy, but extremely athletic. And his accomplishments speak for themselves. Larry Tuileta is a multi-sport athlete in college, which is more and more rare these days. He played football and volleyball. He first started his career at USC and then transferred back to the University of Hawaii, where he had a very storied career there and has a lot of accomplishment at the collegiate level. We talk about everything in his journey from being the state player of the year at Punahou, how he got into volleyball, and one of the interesting stories of his recruiting experience. For anybody that is going through the recruiting experience, this is a great episode just to share some insights of what Tui experienced. And of course, it's different for everybody. But Tui has made the most of every opportunity that's thrown at him. And because of that, he's learned a lot and has a tremendous story to share. Without saying any more, let's get straight into the episode. Welcome back, everyone. And I'd like to welcome one of the most athletic people that I know. (laughs) We welcome Larry Tuileta to the podcast. Everyone calls him Tui. So thanks so much for joining me. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's going to be good. This is going to be a very interesting story, uh, sharing all of your experiences and your journey. So let's start from when you grew up. Okay. Uh, we we're talking a little bit about this off off air, but let's talk about your childhood and playing sports. And mm-hmm. how what kinds of sports did you play when you were younger? All right, so I was a pretty troubled kid when I was younger. Let's just start off with being honest here. <laughs> so my parents really put me into sports just to keep me out of trouble. Mm-hmm. So I was playing baseball, basketball, volleyball, and football. Okay. I think, and then those are the main ones. And then. Uh, I ended up narrowing it down to football and volleyball eventually, but mm-hmm. my whole family plays volleyball, so that was a given. But mm-hmm. yeah, I ended up playing football and volleyball, and yeah, story of my life, where do I even begin? <laughs> yeah, let's start in elementary school. So yeah. everyone knows you from the state championship Punahou years, yeah. right? How many state championships did you guys win um, under? For volleyball, I won three, and then okay. football won. One, yeah. yes. So everyone knew you were, you were Gatorade Player of the Year, right? 
Yeah. I yes. <laughs> so, so, you know, everyone in Hawaii knows the name and everything. And then you went on to play at UH. But before we get into all of that, so before Punahou, where did you go to school? Okay, so I ended up going to uh, Wailand Elementary, which is like right down the road right here in Kamaki. Okay. After that, I went to Kamaki Middle School for my sixth grade year. And then I actually went to St. Louis my sixth grade year again. I ended up repeating. And then I went to Punahou my seventh. And then I graduated from there. And yeah, that's Got how it. that happened. Explain a little bit about that transition. And you were telling me off air again, like, you know, and you were big into sports growing up, right? In elementary school and everything. And then you actually had to kind of go to St. Louis yeah. to transition into Punahou. So right. explain that a little bit. Yeah, so I played, you know, football and for Pop I played Pop Warner football. And I guess one year, I don't know, I don't want to say they were recruiting, but I guess, you know, some guys <laughs> came up from St. Louis and they're like, oh, um, you ever thought about playing football or like football seriously? And I was like, yeah, I mean, yeah, sure. And then I guess they talked to my parents and whatnot. And then my parents actually convinced me. They're like, oh, you know what? You should try and uh, take this serious. I think you could, you know, be pretty decent. And I was like, you know, why not? So I was at Kamuki Middle at the time. And they're like, okay, you got to get your grades up. So, you know, of course, I wasn't the, the best student. But, uh, yeah, I ended up getting my grades up. I went to St. Louis my sixth grade year. I thought I was going to play football and volleyball over there. And then I was like, you know what? I think my parents, you know, but every year I started to try out for like Punahou, Kamehameha, and St. Louis, and I never got in. Mm-hmm. And I guess after that sixth grade year, my grades got up and I ended up getting into those schools. Punahou wasn't really like, you know, my biggest, I wasn't the biggest fan at the time. I was actually like, <laughs> I was stereotypical, like, oh, I don't want to go there, I don't want to go there. But yeah, after that, I guess uh, Punahou really, you know, like the improvements in my grades, I want to say. Okay. And, uh, yeah, I ended up going there my seventh grade year, and the rest is history. Yes, the rest is history. Is there anything, because you being a Punahou alumni, I can talk about this with you. Right, right, right. right. So, <laughs> like you said, growing up, you had that stereotype that, oh, I don't want to go to Punahou. But how did that change after you mm. actually got into Punahou? I think, I think what really helped me, actually, was um, my mom was telling me one of her friend's sons went there, and he was a... A good friend of mine from we played basketball I guess when I was younger for like a club team or whatever um, Dave, his name is Davis mm-hmm. and he was like my old lineman my life protector actually when I got to high school but uh, and I was like so her convincing me that a couple of my friends were going I was like you know what that made the transition a lot easier and then um, just as I got older there started to be more I mean let's be real there's a lot more Polynesian kids going there like when I started going that really helped and then there's a lot of people from the volleyball world that I knew that was there that really helped me like Rick Toon <clears throat> Rick Toon was a big help when I was there um, I don't know and I just want to say like the overall um, way that the school handles themselves and takes care of their students is it's really comforting and the transition just it just makes the transition way easier yeah. and just it got better and better every year the more people I met I want to say anyone that ends up going to Punahou would love it I mean yeah. I was I'm the prime example like <laughs> I didn't like it at all before and I didn't haven't even been there yeah and I ended up going and I loved it yes and we know all of the success that you had with athletics so let's let's start with that in Pop Warner you were saying that you played quarterback right, right? and then as you transitioned from like intermediate to JV did you play JV I played one year of JV. One year of one JV. Year of and then two Vars. That's where you were kind of figuring out yeah. not only what sport, right. but what position yeah. was kind of your natural position. Let's talk about that a little bit. So growing up, you also played baseball and basketball, mm-hmm. right? Right. Was that ever any of your passion or your interest? I mean, 
basketball, I was so bad at basketball. That's like the one sport, like even at the park, if I went to play, I'm like, you know what guys, I'm all right. I'll just rebound and uh, jump around and act like I'm doing something, but I'm actually terrible at basketball. Um, but actually when I got into Puno in seventh grade, mm-hmm. it was crazy because the year before, I was playing baseball, football, and volleyball, and then mm-hmm. ends up finding out that volleyball and football were in the same, oh no, it was volleyball and baseball actually were in the same season. No, no, volleyball and football, my bad. Volleyball yep. and football are in the same season. Mm-hmm. And I was like, shoot, I gotta choose between football and volleyball. And then the other season I'll play uh, baseball. baseball. And then the year I got in seventh grade, they flipped the seasons. Mm-hmm. So football and volleyball are separate, and now volleyball and baseball are on the same season. And that was an easy choice for me. I was like, okay, I'm playing football and volleyball. Yeah. That transition was, that decision was really easy for me. But in my seventh grade year in intermediate football, I played one year of quarterback. And then my eighth grade year, I played wide receiver. And my freshman year, I played linebacker. <laughs> and then back to quarterback my sophomore year. So I was definitely bouncing around. But during those summers, I'd always train as a quarterback because I think I was pretty confident that like one year to come, I'll get a shot and hopefully make the best of it. But yeah, prior to that, I was bouncing around. It was tough. I had I had like no quarterback reps. I was like, mm. even though that was like what I truly wanted to be, but I think it all paid off playing defense and wide receiver. Kind of get a different perspective of the yeah. game, and yeah, I think it ended up paying off. Yeah, definitely. What um, position did you play in baseball? In baseball, I was a like catcher and third base. Got it. So Got everything, it. my arm was just getting worked <laughs> for sure. <laughs> yeah, and then you would go from football to baseball typically. Yeah. So like, yeah. You're throwing a lot, but that probably helped develop just the conditioning in your arm too. Yeah, in a way for football. Right. So I think actually, the mechanics are pretty much the same, and I don't want to say I like overworked my shoulder or anything. I just want I want to say it really like, yeah, exactly. I think it helped condition my arm to just mm-hmm. be in that motion and to just get used to. It. I lucked out. I didn't really, you know, get until I got older. I didn't really get any like elbow, shoulder, mm-hmm. you know pains but nothing serious at least so i had a good you know youthful life (laughs) yes so after that you know you made the okay you started focusing on just football and volleyball Mm. and that came in freshman year uh football and volleyball i actually played um yeah freshman year freshman year freshman year okay so now you're really focused and then sophomore year is when you started playing quarterback full-time right mm-hmm. did you start your sophomore year too uh yeah i did so yeah. we had a our very first game we kind of me and the luke morris he was a great quarterback great mm-hmm. ended up being like one of the best receivers i had mm-hmm. um competed and then ended up winning the spot after our first game and then and got, got the starting spot got it yeah. so throughout your years at punahou what really helped you to become a better quarterback mm-hmm. you know and then even volleyball too what helped mm-hmm. you de- to develop as a volleyball player because right. we know that both of those you got offers or you mm-hmm. played at the next level. Right, right. So how did that, you know, in those three years, that's very critical to for your development as mm-hmm. an athlete, right? Was there anything that really helped to help your progression? Yeah, I think for, honestly, for both of them, I'm not very, I'm not a very like, shoot, all my t- teammates will say that too. I'm, I'm not really a vocal player. Like, I mean, if we, if we need the extra push and mm-hmm. I'll, you know, I'll talk a little bit, but most of the time I'm not really vocal. So I think a lot of my, you know, a lot of my skill and a lot of my development came from mm-hmm. just listening. So I'm like very like visual. I like watching games. I like seeing what people do, like what what you're not supposed to do. So I'm very like critical of the game. I want to say like I'm very critical thinker when it comes to that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just the uh, I watch a lot of people and then I try to put that into my own game. People that I like, and I'm like, okay, well this guy made a mistake like this. So 
you know, let's try and avoid that. I mean, what's working for him maybe might not work for me. So I kind of like incorporate play- players that I like to see, like to watch football or volleyball. Like I like Tom Brady a lot. So Got it. I was gonna, just yeah. going to ask you, who, what kind of players did you yeah. emulate? I like I like Tom Brady because um, I actually went to there's a guy named Tom Martinez he used to go for for his throwing mechanics and I went to that same guy every summer I went to his camp every summer and that's kind of like I ended up having a good relationship with him actually before he passed so every summer after Mm -hmm. between um, football season I'd go and stay at his house for like maybe a month or so and I'd just like every day work on mechanics and he he was really good because he's very technical and I'm Mm -hmm. like growing up playing football and volleyball like my volleyball coaches are super technical with like one step like six inches this way you know <laughs> we pass the volleyball on his forehead we don't want it anywhere else like <laughs> yeah. so being technical i was really used to it mm-hmm. but yeah overall i'm just like i need people to tell me like mm. tell me what to do like i can't like freestyle it i have to i'm very like i have to listen and i like watching what other people do like i never really like had my i don't want to say i had like my own game like everyone has like their own style i want to say but like for me i never really had my own style i kind of just took other people's style and then kind of made it to my own and used what worked for me that's really interesting and i like that you're sharing this because every athlete is different right yeah. and that kind of i was just going to ask or transition into what your strengths are as mm-hmm. an athlete in football mm-hmm. and volleyball and just hearing you say that you're very technical like mm-hmm. you have to you know understand the technique the concepts all mm-hmm. of these kind of things and being more like a student of the game mm-hmm. i think that's probably one of your strengths from what you're describing right so like even when you're going to these was it like a camp where you're literally just staying at yeah camp? it was like the first summer actually it was a camp and then he ended up i don't know we kind of like hit it off i want to say mm-hmm. like we had some good talk like you know you should come next summer and uh you know you should stay at my house so we could just you and have one other quarterback that, from down the road that i work with and we could just you know get some reps so i was like Shh. I was like, sure, sounds, sounds good, good to me. I mean, I'll, I'll take it. <laughs> yes. And a lot of that, it sounds like you guys really broke down your, your technique, mm-hmm. focused on a lot of basics, I'm mm-hmm. assuming. And those are things that, you know, unfortunately, sometimes you just want to overlook, right? Yeah. You just want to play in the game time situation. You mm-hmm. just want to do, do all of the fun drills right. or whatever. But really, when it comes down to it, in the off season, mm-hmm. that's, I always say this to all my athletes, in yeah. the off season, that's when you're made mm-hmm. for the next season. Exactly. Right? Because if you don't put any work in the off season, mm-hmm. you're just going to be the same player, maybe right. and slightly I, better. Yeah, right? I, I want to say I lucked out too, because I had a couple coaches that were like, when mm-hmm. I first started playing the game, when I first started playing quarterback, they were coaches that like, you don't meet every day, I want to say. They're very, like, outside-the-box thinkers. And I didn't know how to play the game, like, the correct way. So when I first met them, my volleyball and, and my quarterback coach, they were like, oh, this is how you're going to play the game. And this is this is how you should play. And I was like, in my head, I was like, all right, that's how you play the game. So, like, being technical and getting really, like, into the nitty-gritty was, like, kind of natural for me. Uh-huh. And I just lucked out, like, having guys on my team that were the exact same way. Like, oh, yeah, they're all about getting technical and... So I want to say a lot of it was too was like people around me that were very invested in the in the style of teaching because when you see other people that aren't really too invested it's kind of hard it's really easy to just like oh I mean I mean no one else is really gonna listen to this guy so and it, it kind of rubs matter. off on other people yes. exactly so I lucked out having these two coaches and working with really good players and yes. yeah that's an excellent point too because just the environment and culture that mm. you're around that's gonna either help to bring out the best in you mm-hmm. or like you said be a little bit complacent right, right, and right. I think it sounds like you got pushed every year mm-hmm. and that really helped you to excel at these yeah. sports yeah on that note so now as you're going through Punahou and everything what because you're always playing year round right yeah 
<laughs> I'm just going to take a guess that there probably wasn't too much structured strength and conditioning. Yeah. But how, how was it? How did you manage to stay in shape, mm-hmm. get stronger as the years went on? Because you went on to play collegiately. So right. like, what, what kinds of things worked for you in high school? Um, so I want to say that a lot of it was, shoot, a lot of it was very visual too. Like how I was just saying, I used to see a lot of like the good players like Josh Taylor, like all the players that played before me and football players like Manti and them when I was at a young age. A lot of a lot of it when I was at a young age, I see I had a lot of good examples. So I just follow in their footsteps. I see them working out. I'm like, oh shoot, maybe I should. Even though a lot of my teammates are, a lot of my, you know, yeah, a lot of my teammates aren't working out. I'm like, shoot, I should probably, you know, maybe try it <laughs> at least. Yeah. So, but it was crazy. I'd actually have to, you know, at a young age, just go to the weight room. I think my first, I didn't, I started like not that young. I want to say like. My first time taking it seriously was like ninth grade. I mean, okay. yeah, just like actually picking up a dumbbell or like weights yeah. or any kind of training yeah. in the weight room. But um, yeah, so I just go on my own and I lift. It was so funny during my football season. I lift like right before practice, maybe. I just do like my, my split was like I'll do upper body and squats before like those are okay. like upper body and squats like two days in a row and then like the rest of the week like I just cruise. Okay. But uh, for volleyball, I didn't really. I just thought my football lifting would going to my volleyball yeah. would help with volleyball but little did I know that's like the complete opposite <laughs> of training like I had no flexibility n- nothing and I'm already not flexible so yeah. I kind of just had to do I kind of just had to make up my own split and my own workout program and got it yeah. got it but I mean it did work out well and to kind of fast forward through your Punahou career not to take anything away from it because right. you know, <laughs> a lot of people know know the name know what you've done but you did go on to win the three state championships right mm-hmm. for volleyball mm-hmm. and then which year was the uh football state uh, championship? 2013 was our football so your junior year right? uh, was no, my, four, senior year. my senior year my senior, senior year. year got it so your senior year you won states that must have felt really good that, too because yeah, that felt pretty good yeah you need you need to have one under your belt yeah. throughout your career so now let's transition after all of that all of that success right you were getting recruited, right? Mm-hmm. Well, did that start during junior year or after your that sophomore That started year? my... No, I want to say I was getting looked at my sophomore year, I want to say. And okay. then I didn't really get any offers until my junior year. And um, hold on, funny story here. <laughs> uh, I actually committed to UH. Honestly, I verbally committed my junior year, I want to say. Okay. My like mid-junior, mid-junior year. And I think Norm Chow was the coach at the time. And that was... You know that was it for me. And so to clarify, this was primarily for football, or was it for both? Yeah, it was for it was to play both. Okay. But so how it works is, I think you have to play your scholarship sport first. I want to say, at least that's how they explained it to me. So I was on a football. I would be on a football scholarship, okay. playing both football and volleyball, and it helped the volleyball team too because you know they can save their money and they're they don't fo- have yeah, as many volleyball has like four and a half scholarships, mm-hmm. which is ridiculous still. But so yeah, that's that was um, what was that? That was my junior year. I want to say. Okay. And um, signing day, crazy story. Signing day, okay, fast forward to my senior year. Okay. I want to say the recruiting trip for, my official recruiting trip was on like a Friday, Saturday or something like okay. that. I want to say it was on a Friday, Saturday, and the signing day was on Monday. Got it. This is the recruiting trip to UH? UH, okay. to UH. And Got like, it. because I mean, I was committed and there was no, nowhere else I was considering going. Okay. Until my parents come up to me, like Wednesday night, they come up to me and they're like, okay, Tui, if there's any other school you would want to, you know, you would consider, where would you go? I was like, I'd probably, probably USC because I had a lot of friends there and uh-huh. a lot of Hawaii boys go over there mm-hmm. uh, to play volleyball. And I was like, they're like, okay, uh, we're going to go to USC tomorrow morning. And I was like, 
wait a second it's wednesday night my official <laughs> is on friday morning like yeah we're gonna leave uh thursday morning and we're gonna go to check out usc like unofficial like nothing we're just gonna go look, walk around and yeah. you know do it you know just to look at the campus just so like we don't leave any like stones left unturned you know and yeah. it was like nothing we didn't organize anything with the coaches it was just like off our own we just wanted to go look at the campus look at the gym you okay know, do whatever you know I, it's kind of weird because everything kind of like fell into place in a way it's just like the flights were really cheap the got it ended up like running there's a volleyball game going on i mean who knows my parents could have planned that but i don't <laughs> i don't really know we ended up running into a couple coaches i think we didn't know any of them ran into a couple of the hoy boys michael christensen was there at the time and he was a pretty big influence for me um he was a great player that's why and i mm-hmm. wanted to play on a, on a good volleyball team so yeah, we ended up spending the day there, and then we come back. We fly back Friday morning. I want to say didn't okay. tell anybody about this. Okay. We come back Friday morning, and it's the morning of the recruiting trip for UH. UH and they're like, yeah. okay. So the first thing that was on the schedule was to go do an, uh, just a tour of the campus. Okay. And I guess we're in our group of the you know of all the recruits and. I guess we're kind of in the back of the group, and one of the coaches goes, oh, to me and my parents, like, oh, okay, too, you wanna, I think we wanna talk to you for a little bit. We're like, okay, sounds good. Now we we're good friends with the coaching staff, so it was like, no big okay. deal. So we go back into the, we go back into this room, and okay. we walk in, and there's like this long brown table on, on one side, there's, uh, I wanna say like the offensive staff was there. Okay. It was the offensive staff, and I was not getting a good vibe from, from the looks oh, of it. No. And I was like, oh no, what's going on? So me and my parents uh, sit down on one side, just like how we are here. And then mm-hmm. the coaching staff is on the other side and they're like, oh, so we heard you took an unofficial to USC. And I was like, how the heck did yeah, this how guy did they find know? We yeah. have no idea, but uh-huh. it was just funny. And then I guess, you know, some words were exchanged and okay. uh, it was very, you know, it was hard to listen to, I guess. And because my, my mom started to tear up and then because my mom was tearing up I started to tear up just from seeing my mom and then my dad doesn't my dad is like not a talker at all okay it was crazy and then we were just you know kind of yeah. taking taking what he was saying and my dad just stands up and then he says ah, I don't think Tui has to play football here and oh. then I was like this guy is crazy <laughs> what are you talking about yeah. I was like dad you are not my dad does not talk at yeah. all so when he said that we kind of just walked up and got, went out and I'm just like wait what the heck but it was weird because the whole it was like I mean we made good connection with them like the offensive yeah. staff and um, they were it was really hard because I think they felt bad for us because I don't know from from our point like we were just sitting there like just looking all sad and yeah. the coaching staff was just like their feeling for us man like just watching us sit there and yeah get talked to like that and so we kind of walked out and then my dad's like oh, we're not gonna do this official and i was like ah, dad i think i'm just gonna do the official just because the little kid of me is like oh it's like free i said i'm gonna go cruise with my friends and I'm <laughs> yes. like, yeah okay and my dad's like oh okay sounds good like just do the trip and we can make a make a decision after so mm-hmm. yeah so i got the i went on the recruiting trip it was two days um i stayed with my friend dakota actually we were roommates for the okay for the time being and i actually had a good time on the recruiting trip it was just unfortunate the way that things kind of unfolded there. Yeah. But, you know, at the end of it, I think signing day was like Monday, early Monday morning, and I had to make a decision. And I was like, okay, you know, what are we going to do here? And then I ended up, uh, well, first of all, I'm not trying to like call yeah, anyone yeah. out here or anything, no, but no. We, I didn't even get papers to sign for UH. So, like, they didn't really send me any papers for like Got signing it. day. Yeah. But, um, so kind of hard to make a decision when I don't have papers. So yeah. I was like, you know what? I think, uh, we're gonna go. We're gonna sign with USC, and I, it wasn't like a scholarship or anything. I was like walking on, yeah. so I was like, you know, not like they're giving me money or anything. So, yes. yeah, the signing day came, and 
Uh, it was funny. It has your name on your th- on your uh, yep. on your little on your little name tag there and then it has the symbol of the school and mine had a UH on it and I was like oh this is not gonna be good and I was kind of just anticipating I was just anticipating what's gonna happen I was like yeah. pull out my red hat and then it was so funny my friend uh, Jacob Lackadin looks over at my papers and he goes oh okay <laughs> it was funny and then um, yeah. yeah so that ended up happening and I signed the DSC I mean it was fine and then yeah, to answer okay, a bunch so, of questions of I course mean, well it's really unfortunate how, how things played out so let, let's Sorry to talk about no, this. No, no, we can talk about it. That's fine. That's but, fine. So, did you ever ask your mom or your dad like what made them ask you that that week? Do you ever? No, I not really. Idea? I was like, I think they just wanted to make sure that I had like just to see, yeah, yeah, just to see. Like, just being parents, like they're being really good about their recruiting process. They're like, oh, you know, if there's anywhere, yeah. And they knew I was like, mm-hmm. I was very, you know, loyal to UH yep. and you know, going through this mm-hmm. process and whatnot. And they're like, if there is any other school, like, what would it be? And I think they kind of knew that I had like a good feeling towards USC at the time mm. they're like because I've always I used to talk about them a lot it's like oh man USC's pretty good like yeah. but nothing crazy especially because you played with Micah right, before right. and he's up there right yeah and I was just, it was just like general interest I wasn't really but it wasn't like oh I want to go to USC super bad like yeah. that's my dream school it's just like uh, they're interested in me so at, the, at one point so I was like I was interested in them got it so yeah that's yes. it was crazy so man. then you took that recruiting trip right yeah and then, I mean it's it's good that I think now when you look back Maybe in the moment it was yeah. really, really hard. Right? Yeah. But now that you look back, I think it helped to shape your journey. Yeah, for a sure. Little bit better. Than yeah. What I mean, it would the have recruiting been. process yeah. is like it's crazy, it's man. Not. I mean, I want to say like my recruiting story. I'm sure other people have crazy yes. recruit. Like mine is just like you know what happens. That's just part of the recruiting process, yes. and you know stuff like that happens. So, like looking back on it now, I'm just like you know, shoot, yeah. it happens. Recruiting is tough. Yeah. It, you know, you just gotta get through it, and sometimes. Sometimes there's gonna be hard recruiting stories like that, yeah. and unfortunately, I was part of it. And you know, that's life. Stuff like that yes. happens. And but at the time when I was younger, I thought it was a huge deal. Like, oh my gosh, no! Like, <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, it's like that. But like looking back at it now, I think it was pretty cool that it happened because shoot, came full circle. Look what that, look it, what happened. Yeah, exactly. And so after that, you came back from California, uh-huh. right? After your unofficial. Yeah. Did you actually talk to any of the coaches up there? Um, I ran into no, I did. I don't. I didn't even run to any football coaches mm-hmm. I didn't even like we couldn't even get into like the football like part of the football yeah. training facility because you need like a fingerprint to get in so okay. we couldn't even look at that we went to the gym because there was a volleyball game and then we saw Bill Ferguson okay. who was the head coach at the time he was a great guy so did you um, get to talk to yeah, him yeah I talked to him just because okay. he was there and I was yeah. like oh shoot how's it going like yeah. you know catch up because I think he saw me from um, just watching the game and then we ended up Got talking it. story for a little bit Got but it. it wasn't like you know nothing yep. nothing plans or anything that's so, why we're kind of like oh shoot it kind of fell into place meeting everyone and yeah and nothing was planned on sc side nothing was planned yeah on exactly anything right so then when you come came back i mean it, it happened how it happened right mm-hmm. and they obviously found out somehow right and then they sat you down but you went through the the two days right yeah after those two days walk us through like what was your thought process yeah. then because it didn't start off good. yeah you went through it like what were you thinking after the two days man after that it was crazy because i think after that official like i kind of came in my head before i talked to my parents i was kind of thinking like if i'm not absolutely like loving one of the one of my decisions i mean i probably shouldn't go there obviously but i don't want to say i already thought too hard about it, it kind of came natural for me i was just like i just went with my gut feeling i was like shoot you know i had a I had a good trip. I you know, I know a lot of people there. USC's football and volleyball programs are pretty good. Yes. I mean, I don't want to have like this rocky start going into mm-hmm. this rocky background 
uh, going into UH, like I think that would be kind of tough for me, mm-hmm. um, at least mentally. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, talking to my parents about it, and it wasn't really like a hard decision for us. I want to say it's like we talked about it for a little, but it wasn't like one of those we had to talk about yeah. it like for the whole day or anything. It's like you know what, let's not overthink the process. Yes. Like just you know, go with your gut feeling. Shoot, if it's the wrong decision, it's the wrong decision. <laughs> I mean, that's life, and I kind of just went with it. So it wasn't really, wasn't really too tough. Just like the aftermath of having to talk to everyone, that was probably the worst part of it. I was like, oh shoot, here we go, all the questions. <laughs> here we go. That's that's really good to hear that your parents were. You know, it was not like yeah, you really had to sit down, and mm-hmm. it was a hard decision. I mean, it was a hard decision, right. but as far as what you needed to do for your well-being, mm-hmm. I think that was pretty clear. Yeah. So. And I only know this because I talked to Kupono. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but what Kupono said was, you know, Monday was signing day, right? right. He said. So probably Sunday night, according uh-huh. to Kupono, he said that you were talking to him to just get his advice, I yeah, guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you were talking to Micah, right? We were talking From, to a lot of people. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. you were talking to these two people. You have one that's on the UH volleyball team, one that's on SC's volleyball team. Uh-huh. I'm sure you're getting other opinions too, but... How much did that sway what your original conversation was with your parents? Shoot, it was so it's so push and pull. Like mm-hmm. I wasn't really on one one side or the other on my decision. Like I didn't come to a clear decision. But okay. after talking to everyone, like Kupono and Micah, it's, it had me leaning like one way or the other, I guess. But it was still like push pull. I talked to a UH guy. I talked to a USC <laughs> guy. I, it was hard for me. But I want to say like most of the sway of my decision was just from. You know my own personal my own personal feeling for it, and then my, and then of course my parents what what they think, and mm-hmm. you know a lot of it a lot of because I wasn't going to SC for any money, I had to like talk to my parents you know financially like yeah. how are we going to do that, mm-hmm. you know so I mean probably that was pretty hard like not really making the decision but like shoot you know money and yeah. you know but when it go to UH that's the thing I'm, I'm on scholarship I don't have to worry about that kind of stuff mm-hmm. so a lot of it was like you know I don't want to put stress on my parents and. Mm-hmm. Shoot, if I go to USC, am I gonna like you know put them under some pressure with the financially and whatnot? So that part was actually really hard for me because mm-hmm. I always think I always think of my parents first. Yeah, shoot, yeah. But throughout the recruiting process, they're great. They just like no matter how hard it would be, they they never really considered how hard it would be on them. You know, uh-huh. they're just like and I lucked out. They're just they're just guiding me through the process. They didn't really yes. force me to go one way or the other. They're like you know, what to do what you want to do. Go where you're gonna where you think you're gonna succeed and. We're going to support you 100% regardless if you're right or wrong. Yes. You know, whatever happens, that's what parents do. And I was like, you know exactly. what? Exactly. So that's, that gave me confidence to make a decision regardless of, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm letting these people down. or My parents are just like the backbone, man. Talk about solid people. Yes. Most solid people I know. So that was, you know, as much as I talked to other people, I was, over, majority was my parents. Too. Yes. So that was probably very... A rocky weekend. Yeah, it was, it was tough for <laughs> you. <Very young. laughs> it was tough. Up and down. When I when I heard Kupono's side of it, right after he talked to you, right. he goes, "Honestly, he had no idea what you were gonna do yeah. on signing day." He goes, "I have no idea." You know, yeah. like anyone's guess is uh-huh. as good as his. So then, when was it that you finally like came to the decision uh-huh. that you were gonna commit to USC? Yeah, I think it was. I made it probably the night before. We just talked okay. about it for, with my parents. Like after my parents were like, they really just. I think my parents talked to me about like to like how I said like whatever you want to do, mm-hmm. we're gonna back you 100. percent Don't worry about. Don't worry about, you know, what anyone else is saying. And I was like, I kind of had to have a mature moment for a little bit Mm -hmm. because, I mean, I don't take a lot of things serious. But obviously, I had to take this pretty serious. But uh, so I ended up making the decision. And in my head, I kind of had to be like, you know what? This is like 100% what I want to do. And, you know, 
of course my parents but you know <laughs> ultimately i had to you <laughs> yeah. know yes. uh, decide for myself and i really think about what other what other people are gonna think or like uh-huh. you know if i'm gonna disappoint anyone and that was really tough because mm-hmm. i want to say a lot of people look forward to me going to uh and uh fans are yes. ridiculous they're so cool and they're really good the fan base is amazing and mm-hmm. Having to leave that is like, you know, yeah. especially like when I committed early and then there's, I want to say there's like other people committed early because, you know, when you see your friends commit to a school, it's like, oh, shoot, I want to commit there too. Yes. So a lot of it was that and, you know, but yeah, the night before I ended up making the decision and then I just ended up going with it. After that, I was just like, you know, whatever happens, happens, accept it and go on with your life. Got it. Yeah. Okay. So we won't go into the aftermath of it because I'm, I'm sure that you've, gotten like you said tons of questions yeah. you know that's probably the harder part than mm-hmm. making this decision is to try to explain your reasoning yeah. but really like what you said mm-hmm. just you feeling like this is the best situation right. for you that should be enough explanation yeah, in itself exactly. right it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks mm-hmm. because they're not going to go through your journey. no yeah for sure yeah so now after all of that okay now you're going to sc yeah right let's walk through that what was that experience like you were there for one year right? i was there for like, a year and a half year and a half, year so and a half. three semesters yeah okay so let's explain talk us through that experience i'm sure mm-hmm. you're very thankful for yeah. that experience. oh my gosh yeah. i actually made a lot of friends uh i actually have a lot of friends even to this point like okay shoot so i played football there under steve sarkeesian and Got i think it. we were ranked like six at the time and i was like oh this is pretty cool you know yeah. and it's always been my dream to just play at the highest level and mm-hmm. you know play on good teams and learn a lot and so my experience there was great how's this so i ended up you know we had a lot of really good quarterbacks yes. so i'm just like the walk on this we had max brown cody kessler i think cody kessler's in the nfl now yeah. like sam darnold was there he was a redshirt okay um but yeah did so you redshirt i redshirted one year okay. i did so i redshirted a year and when i was there i mean i ended up i think they just immediately i think the tough part about being a walk-on is you don't really get a lot of sh- a lot of chances yeah i don't want to say that's like how it is for everywhere for everywhere but um at least in my situation you know i didn't really get a, too many shots to like you know because they want their starters in there and they want them to like get the reps and whatnot which is like totally understandable you gotta yeah you want to win now so they actually moved me to scout receiver okay that first year i'm like okay and i'm going against in practice i'm like okay i'm going against a dory jackson in <laughs> in practice every day and i'm just like wait this guy ends up going like sixth overall in the nfl draft and this guy yeah. is just toying with me i was like what am i doing a quarterback <laughs> playing wide receiver on the scout team i mean i was in the i got into the best running shape i ever had yeah. in my life but i'm just like you know, I'm not one of those players that, like, if I get put out of my place, I'm like, oh, shoot, I don't really, you know, I don't really care yeah, anymore. Yeah. But, like, I did my job 100%. I did did it the best I can. Mm-hmm. So, majority of my experience, my first year, I was playing wide receiver, and I didn't really do a lot of quarterback reps, I want yeah. to say. Um, I had to pay my dues, you know, at the time, and it was really cool. A lot of my, I actually made a lot of football friends, and mm-hmm. it was me. My freshman year, I, I had really good roommates, too. So, it was me. I had Juju Smith-Schuster was my, okay. was my, uh, was my roommate and then we were in a suite so it was me and juju in one room and then in the other room it was damien and uh Vianney, and they're all we're all polynesian kids we're probably like the only handful of polynesian kids around the team at the got time it. and uh we got really close it was so funny i think juju and them came up to me one time and they're like all right to it we'll be honest we didn't think you spoke english and we were really intimidated by you when you came and i was like what the heck they're like yeah you're from Hawaii, bro we didn't really know we didn't really know too much about you but you know you're pretty cool now we got to get to know you i was like yeah thank goodness i'm like i, I speak english guys I speak english. I speak english it's okay yeah but uh no yeah and then i got into volleyball we did really well actually i want to say we made it to the division either semis okay. or final i forget but 
Uh, we did pretty well. And did then, you redshirt for volleyball too? No, I played right away. You got it. Yeah, okay. so and that was tough for me actually because I actually put on a lot of uh, like weight Both from football. Or, yeah. It was weird. I was in really good running shape, but I also put on, I want to say I got up to like 240 so I, or like 235. I was, wow. I went yeah. in at like 180. Like, <laughs> how's that? And then they're like, they put you on a meal plan or whatever. And I got in at like 230. I, December came I was like 235 240 but I was in like the best running shape I ever had been in my life Yeah. so I got to go home for a couple of days and after that right into volleyball mm-hmm. and I'm like alright here we go we're gonna play some you know just warm up king of the core we're gonna hit back and forth and I get a ball set and I jump up and I gotta say I got like two inches off the ground and the ball <laughs> fell behind me and I was like oh my gosh boys <laughs> oh my I am not ready for this <laughs> so I ended up whiffing the ball and I was just like I never felt like that I've never been that heavy Yes. so I wanna say um, I ended up having to you know I just played myself back into yes. shape pretty much. So, yeah. so for, for that, but I will say that I'm just speculating because I haven't talked to anyone that has been a USC athlete in depth, mm-hmm. but I've talked to other Pac-12 athletes, okay. right? So you've probably had all the resources though. Yeah. Nutrition staff, mm-hmm. right? Strength and conditioning coaches. Everyone's going to be yeah. on the same page being like, okay, you're 235 yeah. and we need you to play volleyball. So did that really, did they help you yeah, to they get did. back into volleyball? So it's, it's pretty cool because they have like a, a weight gaining program, okay. a weight sustain or like a weight loss. Got it. But it's not like anything drastic. Like if you have the weight loss, it's mm-hmm. gonna be like it'll be like pretty gradual. It won't be like yep. all at once. But for me, I think what helped me was like I already had a pretty good natural touch for the ball mm-hmm. and feel for playing volley. So I think just getting I also didn't jump at all during like yeah. football. Like <laughs> I did cleans and stuff like as our workouts, but I didn't really like jump and approach and whatnot. So I think it just helped me like mm-hmm. my muscle memory. Like after maybe a couple weeks I got I kind of got used to my weight, but I also started to drop at the same time because I wasn't eating the same. Got it. Um, yeah, so they really they really helped me out actually, and then yeah. my transition wasn't too bad. Just uh, you know, I had to get my butt back into shape <laughs> yeah. Right, for volleyball. Season, yeah, because I had a quick turnaround from football to volleyball. Like our first game was, our first preseason was like December thir- like early like late December, and I went home after football. Our bowl game was like on Christmas or like the day after. Okay. I went home for a few days and right back to volleyball, which was like our first game was in like a week. I'm like, oh, this is gonna be hard. But Got it. Yeah. The fact for you just to play or be on football and volleyball team, right. not only in Division One, we're talking in the Pac-12, yeah. like SC. That I mean, it's a, a tribute to how athletic you are. Yeah. Shoot. So all of that, like, when you went to SC, did you know that you were already gonna start as a freshman for volleyball? Um, was that the plan? No, I okay. think I want to say. Well, in my head, I'm like going for the starting. I'm going Got gonna it. go for the starting mm-hmm. spot. At the time, it was Alex Slot, Chris Arenic, and Andy. No, not Andy. What was his name? It was a uh, Lucas Yoder. And Lucas Yoder was there starting outside, and he won Freshman of the Year. He was amazing. Got it. He was amazing for them. And then I want to say it was like our second game of the season against Stanford. I won't name names, but <laughs> you know, one of our guys failed the drug test, and I was like, and the coach just goes, "Oh, Tui, uh, you're gonna play outside." I was like. All right, sounds good to me. And yeah. then I just got the starting job at the second game of the season. So got it. you need a little luck in this game, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If there's one thing you want to take from here. But um, yeah, I ended up getting this spot and then I never gave it up after that. So I ended up playing all the way through. And got it. I, and I really like volleyball too. Like it was really good because I didn't really get a lot of playing time from football. Mm-hmm. So when I got to volleyball, it was like, I know this is something I had a shot at. Yeah. Yeah, I just went with it. Got it. Okay, there's so many things in your career. So we're going to fast forward <laughs> yeah. a little bit. But after, you know, SC... So then after that, what made you transition or mm-hmm. transfer back to UH? Yeah, so I think I was taking summer school and okay. uh, what was it, man? I want to say it was, a, it was a lot of things, but I think mainly I wasn't really, 
I think one of it was us not getting the time that I wanted for football. Okay. I also like you know I also wasn't really like motivated to mm-hmm. you know go go to school and whatnot. I was like shoot I'm away from my family. I don't really mm-hmm. you know. And I think part of it was me thinking about like our financial situation. Mm-hmm. So that didn't really help. And I was like you know so those are a couple of things. And mm-hmm. then and then what also ended up happening was our football coach ended up getting fired. Yeah. So I okay. was, and you know mm-hmm. he had his own deal and. You know, mm-hmm. kind of everything started to, you know, kind of go downhill there. And then, like, we weren't really looking too good for our volleyball, for our second year of volleyball. And I was okay. like, shoot, I don't know if I want to stick it out over here. Yeah. Because everyone's like, oh, shoot, yeah, do your first year. It's the hardest. And, yeah. you know, go back. And I was like, okay. So I did another semester. And I was like, I don't know if this is it yeah. for me, you know. Okay. That's what ended up wanting me to make so the switch did back. did you have any conversations with the UH coaching mm-hmm. staff or anything to make yeah. that transition back to you? Yeah, so okay. funny you say that. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, on my after I ended up signing my papers, funny, I should have said this before, but this is funny. Okay. Uh, after I signed my papers for at USC and mm-hmm. you know Charlie Wade found out, he ended up calling me because I my, my walk-on papers aren't really like official, official. It's just yeah. like, you gotta sign something and then you actually have to sign some more papers after. Yeah. He ends up calling me and I'm just like, what makes the decision even talking about recruiting? <laughs> he goes, all right, so here we go to it. I'll just give you a full scholarship to come play volleyball at UH and you don't have to play football. And I was like, <laughs> dude, what is going on over yeah. here? I have, I'm just this 18-year-old, 17-year-old kid. Not, you know, I just want to go play and have fun. Yeah. That's pretty much what I'm thinking. Yeah. And it was a great offer. Like, shoot, yeah. you know, and it's hard to get full scholarships for volleyball because there's not that many. Uh-huh. That's why I was surprised when, I was surprised and caught off guard. So, I mean, it was tough to turn down, but I yeah. had to. Mm-hmm. But then he also told me that, you know, if he called me again later after I actually made my, you know, official mm-hmm. decision to mm-hmm. go. And he goes, oh, you know, if you ever want to come back to UH and play, you know, you're always welcome to come back. And I was like, super, oh, com- it. it was super comforting. Yes. So I actually called him back and I think he said he was at Cheesecake Factory or something. And I'm like, <laughs> coach, I'm coming back. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he's like... And it wasn't really a long talk. He's yeah. like, "All right, sounds good. Let's uh, <laughs> let's try and work something out." Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So then you came back, but you also played football, right? So now, when you mm, came back, right. did they offer you a scholarship immediately yeah. for volleyball? I was. I, was okay. I wanted to focus on volleyball. I was like 100 percent all in. I'm okay. like, oh my gosh, this is the first time I get to like actually put 100 percent effort into one sport, not split seasons, have yeah. an off season, train for that, get better in the off season, come back yes. instead of having to play football, volleyball, football, volleyball. Yes. And then uh, I was going in, what was it? I was like going on like some kind of trip or something. I forget. Okay. And I was like, I could I actually couldn't play the first year. Yeah, just sit out, right? I just sit out. So I actually burned that year. But then the summer after, before like fo- the college football mm-hmm. season started, Nick Rolovich calls me and I'm like at the terminal to go to, a, to, go to Anaheim to go train with the national team for volleyball. And they're like, so to it. Oh, what do you think about playing quarterback again? And I was like, what? <laughs> like in my head, I was thinking like, yeah. what the heck? Yes. And I was completely thrown off because I didn't expect that phone call. And then, and then they were like, yeah. So we got a couple quarterbacks, but I think they wanted like, they had the recruits, but I think they wanted like a safety blanket just to like just mm-hmm. the guy that's like played the game, you know, at a high level yes. and you know has a football, you know, can somewhat you know hold a team together and yeah. more for like leadership, I want to say. But mm-hmm. and I was like, oh shoot, I have to think about it, like. I was at, and I was sitting down at, at the gate, and I was like, I don't have my phone. I called my parents. I'm like, Mom, Rolovich has called me and said if I want to play football again. But then yeah. we, me and my mom and my parents both knew we were like, okay, we can't play unless they're on a full you know, scholarship. Yeah. Because there's, you know, what's the, what's the point? Mm-hmm. So I called them back, and, you know, 
I used to get nervous about talking like like okay I need a full scholarship but like at this point in my career I'm like dude yeah. or I'm just like you gotta know what you want mm-hmm. and you just gotta ask for it yeah and I was like okay so I need a I'm gonna need a full scholarship in order to because there's no point in me I just wanna like focus on volleyball I'm focused on volleyball I wanna go cause eventually I wanted to go play on the national team you know play mm-hmm. in the Olympics that was like a dream of mine at one point and mm-hmm. sacrificing any of that time is like precious to yes. me you know so and they're like okay okay let me talk about it with my you know whoever you had to talk about it about hangs up calls me back like two minutes later he's like alright and I was like wait did this guy really <laughs> just offer me a in my head I was like you know not trying to you know, yeah. I'm just yes. like wait what the heck this guy it was, I was amazed I was yeah. like I haven't thrown ball because I was like I haven't been throwing fo- football because I was a receiver <laughs> yes. um, I haven't really gotten any reps and my my elbow yeah. was my elbow was like you know not yes. the best yeah because I it started to hurt out of nowhere at one point and I was like okay I guess we're actually doing this <laughs> so that's how I got back into football yes oh that's that's really interesting and we'll kind of talk about the injuries in a second but okay so now just to get the timeline so you came back in after the fall semester right of your oh yeah technically after the fall. second yeah. year I actually right? had to go to KCC for the time being got it in yeah. the spring in the spring and for a summer okay so for that spring that's the volleyball season that you sat out or did you have to sit out the year after um no just that just, just that, that. okay just that so one. just that and then in the fall mm-hmm. you had to sit out that fo- football season or no you could play no that. i played right away because i redshirted um, got it okay yeah. got it <laughs> okay yeah. so now it's confusing now, i know that's where and what summer was this uh i'll say like 2016 yeah maybe let's go with 16 oh wait 2014 2014, 15, 15, 15. No, it was 16. It was 16. 16. 16. Okay. So that's where, that's the first time that I met yeah. you. Because now your elbow's jacked. Yeah. And I'm talking exactly. to you. And like, oh, you're going to play quarterback? And you weren't throwing or anything? Yeah. You know, I was like, okay, let's, let's yeah. just get your arm Shoot. as strong as possible. Exactly. Right? So, I mean, we'll talk about the injuries in a second. But after that, what was your focus? Because you really wanted to play volleyball, right? Mm-hmm. Being on the football team and everything, I, I believe that you were being the scout quarterback. Right. Yeah? And I think I, every once in a while, I'll show up to uh-huh. practice, visit the athletic trainers or whatever. Yeah. And watching you play scout quarterback, I'm like, man, that's probably the best scout quarterback <laughs> I've seen in a long time. Flashing I'm sometimes, thinking, but a lot of the time was, it was I'm tough. I'm thinking, like, are you really the scout quarterback? But uh, anyway, so what was your um, mindset, I guess, uh-huh. playing football and volleyball when you really wanted to focus on volleyball? Mm-hmm. What, what were you thinking through the last few years? Yeah, so a lot of it, especially for football, I was just like, at that time, I was just, like, extremely grateful. Like, you just got to accept mm-hmm. my job. And I think Rolovich was really – he was really good on his part just to tell me, like, okay, Tweet, this is what you're going to do. You're like – I was pretty much just a role player. Like, okay. I'm going to be on scout. Maybe if I end up playing – getting playing time, I get playing time. But mm-hmm. he has his guys. And I was like, we just need, like, your leadership and, you know, your camaraderie with the guys and mm-hmm. you know, to kind of hold the team together. And I was like – and I wasn't really, like – you know, I kind of just filled the gaps, I want to say. Okay. Of, you know, I tried to at least – yeah, so I just have to be extremely thankful because I'm just like, dude, I get to come out here. Mm-hmm. I'm like, come to school right down the road from where I am and play some football with my friends, you know, play yeah. volleyball. And I'm just like, you know, I just enjoy enjoy the time that I have. But yeah. the time I had for volleyball, especially, I took extremely serious because that's eventually yeah. that is what I wanted to do. And then Rolovich would be super cool. He'd be like, oh, um, shoot, I know we don't have this mandatory training, but uh, if you wanted to go train for volleyball or something, like, because him and Charlie Wade were always, like, talking, like, oh, just good. in case I wanted to go, like, on a trip in the off-season, like, mm-hmm. to go play with volleyball or something. They'd always talk, and they're super cool. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, I had a good relationship with both of them, and 
they'd always kind of keep in contact and that's kind of how my career went honestly throughout and I when I got volleyball time I my mindset was get as good as you can yeah. even though you had like you know any time wasted is like not good at all because mm -hmm. I need every second I can so that's really good to hear that Rolo and Charlie Wade yeah. they were really supportive and you could you know really tell them what you needed right mm -hmm. I think part of that too is everyone that knows you you're not going to take advantage of the system yeah, right. so you're going to work hard wherever you're at mm -hmm. and I think that really helped them to support you even more mm -hmm. so let's talk a little bit about volleyball now it may not have been your original dream yeah. or maybe it was to play in front of the UH fans right right, right? but Stan Sheriff is crazy uh -huh. yeah. so we have one of the you know I would say one of the best crowds to yeah. play in front the, of locally I'm telling you it is the best it's UH the is best. the best crowd I mean BYU gets packed but like UH is yeah. It's UH crazy. Yeah. yeah. So now playing volleyball in front of UH and everything, how was how was that for you? What was that experience mm. like? It was great, especially because I had to my family come and watch the games. It was kind of just like them coming to one of my Puno games, right? And yeah. plus like ten thousand other people. So <laughs> you know, it was good. I had a lot of. It was so supportive. It's so easy to play too. Mm -hmm. In front, I mean, anyone that's played at UH knows that the crowd has like a big factor mm -hmm. on how the team plays. So. We lucked out just having the best crowd and always brings out our best, so happy about that. Yes, and you're in one of the most competitive conferences mm -hmm. too, right, and everything. Uh, you're just you're just really fine-tuning your volleyball now. Yeah. I mean, you've had a tremendous career at UH, so mm. it's not like I'm skipping over that. No, but yeah. I want to I get to what was your aspirations like or how did that play out? Because you, you mentioned that you wanted to play professionally mm -hmm. in the Olympics, mm -hmm. right? How, how did that kind of shift i guess after right. after uh, uh and is that something that you're still yeah. looking to train towards mm -hmm. um so currently no i'm not i'm not looking to play anymore mm -hmm. but at the time i actually was you know i didn't want to go play in the olympics and mm -hmm. you know i just because i just love playing volleyball mm -hmm. and my upbringing with volleyball has been so good for me and i was like you know what why not try and go as far as i can yes. but you know as i got older it's it's crazy because i play volleyball like 100% because I enjoy it. It's not like, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not going to go and play for money or, you know. Mm -hmm. So I play just 100% because I love it. And, you know, when I was younger, I loved it. It's a family sport. It's a little different from football because, you know, football, as you get older, it gets a little more business-like, <laughs> which is kind of, you know, yeah. one of the things I didn't like. But volleyball is just like, for me, it's just so fun. Mm -hmm. And, you know, anyone that's having fun could, like, play at their best, right? So as I got older and, I you know, I got to play on the national team for a little bit and, I just started to, it started to be a little different for me. I, okay. I didn't really like, not that I didn't enjoy it. I mean, I always enjoy volleyball, but the feeling that I had playing volleyball growing up with like the team, I looked out, I played with the same eight guys mm -hmm. uh, for club like my whole life. And I had mm -hmm. so so many more stories. I had to talk for another day. Like <laughs> yeah. my coaches, I love them. They're my, my family. My teammates are my family even mm -hmm. till now. Mm -hmm. So there's always this like one special feeling I had, I guess, playing volleyball and and as I got older, it started to wither a little bit, I want to say. It. You know, you get to meet a lot of guys, different personalities. I mean, not saying bad, but mm -hmm. honestly, everyone on that on the national team is super cool, super mm -hmm. welcoming. I mean, there's a couple Hawaii boys on the team. I play with the yeah. two Micahs, the Shojis, super yes. cool guys. But uh, I don't know, for some reason, I just don't feel the same when I, mm. when I was playing and I wasn't really getting the same enjoyment out of it. So... And of course, me, I'm not really gonna overthink it. I'm, if I'm not enjoying it, then why am I, you know, why am I gonna do it, right? So, um, that's kind of how I came to a decision about that. And got it. Yeah, I, I know. Yeah, shifted from there, and now I'm here. So, but that's good to hear. Like even at the highest level, yeah, you, know, you have to still have that passion. Yeah, because I mean, I've been around football the most, right? But right. Yeah, it gets super business, mm. business like, right? Yeah. It's seriously just a business. How 
players are moved around and mm. all of that a lot of money is invested so it does change the I think the fun aspect yeah, of the game sure. to some extent so you know it's it's good that you're noticing that and seeing what's going to be the best for you right mm. moving forward yeah now I do want to touch on real quick so <laughs> some of your injuries right yeah let's go over your big injuries okay. even before right. before UH but what kind of injuries right. did you have to let's overcome? go down the list real quick so <laughs> I played volleyball club 12 13s 14s 15 16 17 18s let's go 13s it was my knees I had like I think it was like growing pains or something like that. Okay. My Oscar slaughter or whatever. Oh, good, yeah. And then fourteens, it was my shoulder here. I think I had like at the t- like during that time it was like inflamed bicep tendon or something like that. Okay. And then fifteens year, it was my lower back. And I Got was like, it. What the heck? <laughs> and then my sixteens year, it was my shoulder again. Got it. And so seventeens and eighteens, I was like my first two years and I'm free. Okay. Yeah, like I didn't really have any elbow things until like. I got into college really and you started throwing yeah I started like when I I think it was like after I took a long break of like not throwing the ball and I started throwing again and then my elbow out of nowhere just started to hurt I was like oh shoot if I'm gonna play quarterback again I should probably go check this out and (laughs) that's how I meet you yes yes and we were just trying to get your arm in condition again and after that throughout UH and even beyond any Mm. severe injuries or um I don't want to no not really I I lucked out it was just like the the last one I had was probably that elbow one and then was just maintaining my body after that I took pretty good care of my body after that yeah and that was going to be my follow-up question because a lot of these injuries yes they're nagging injuries Uh annoying more than anything but luckily no surgeries no anything that kept you out for like a a season or anything Yeah. yeah so what kinds of things have you learned to take care of your body? Mm-hmm. You know, what, what has worked for you right. in the past? So I want to say if you're very invested in your sport, um, definitely go and take care of your body. Like if either even the slightest, like I was bad. I was like, ah, it'll go away. Like two weeks <laughs> later, it's getting worse. I was like, nah, it'll still go away. <laughs> like if there's anything, like even the slightest, and even if you don't think, but it has the chance yeah. Go and at least look at it. Like mm-hmm. that was me, because I could have for sure prevented this elbow thing because I didn't really take mm-hmm. care of it until maybe like shoot, it was hurting for like six months, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I should probably check this out if I'm gonna go. Uh, I thought I can play with it too, and then yeah. I was like, okay, I gotta go. I gotta go get this checked yeah. out. But yeah, for sure. And then there's a lot that goes into it, just like mm-hmm. you know, stretching, warming, make sure we're warming up properly. But I learned that over time, yes. and you know, through the mistakes I've made and. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just go check it out. I mean, I mean, I know nutrition has a big part of it too, and yes. yeah, and of course, I didn't learn that till later. Yeah, big me. <laughs> <laughs> but a lot of us, even for myself, I you know, when we're younger, we don't really know, right? Yeah. So I like what you said because it's all of these little things that mm-hmm. add up that will either help to take care of your body or it'll start to have your body break down right, a little right. bit. So you want to pay attention to all of these little things and everything like yeah. that. I mean, it's good to hear how much success you've had mm. from your times at Punahou, your journey through SC, through UH. Right. And I mean, you have a storied career there mm. and you played with a lot of great players, mm. made a lot of great relationships along the way. But anyway, let's let's get on to what you've been doing okay. now. So <laughs> what, um, what have you been doing through COVID? What has been keeping you busy? All right. And all of that. So, you know, this COVID hit. And actually, this was not my intention at all. So, (laughs) funny how this works. So, actually, um, I just, you know, I have a big sweet tooth. I ended up making some cookies one night. And I just posted a picture of my story. And I guess some people reached out. And they're like, are you selling those? (laughs) And it's not like I actually, like, was advertising. It was like a picture. Yeah. And they're like, I was like, no, not really. He's like, oh, well, we'll buy it off of you if you. And these are just a couple of friends of mine. And I was like. I mean, I, I guess like, I'll give it to you. And I was like, how much am I going to sell these for? Like, 
I don't know. So I just came with like eleven dollars. Like okay. So I ended up giving it, giving it to a couple friends, uh-huh. and I thought nothing of it. All of a sudden, their friends end up talking about like, oh my gosh, these are kind of good. <laughs> Where'd you get them from? I was like, oh, I got it from Tui. Just message him on Instagram. I'm like okay. So you started getting more. Orders. Yeah, and I was like, wait, is this really serious? And I was like, okay. So I ended up making a little bit, but yeah, I ended up uh, making this cookie company, <laughs> yeah. coming from that little thing to a cookie company. But that's what's been keeping me through quarantine. When here. did this actually start? So. Funny, I want to say, so we're a delivery service, right? And uh-huh. my first delivery day was actually on April 1st. Okay. April Fool's Day. Yeah. So uh, that's when I first actually made it like legit, like delivery service. Uh, okay. Can order, made a website about it. And uh, okay. that's when it actually started. That's when yeah. it started. Explain this a little bit. So yeah. did you always like to bake cookies and okay. do this kind of stuff? Or so, was it, no, just... Just so happy yeah, that you want right. a cookie. So anyone that knows me, right? Yeah. So anyone that knows me knows I have a huge sweet tooth. And, you know, growing up, you know, going to Punahou, my mom would bring me home lunch, mm-hmm. you know, middle school home lunch. Yeah. And she'd always bring me cookie corner. Because okay. she knows I love cookie corner. I'm, like, kind of addicted to it, honestly. Like, even <laughs> yeah. now, if I'm, like, at a store near cookie corner, I'd be like, oh, hold on, I got to go. I got to go cookie corner and get a couple cookies. Yes. So, yeah, that's kind of, like, my story with cookies. Really uh-huh. super weird, but... Yeah, I have a huge sweet tooth and for cookies specifically. Uh-huh. But n- I never thought that it would get to this point. <laughs> this point. Yeah. So, did you bake these cookies before these mm-hmm. years, like for yourself? Um, I used to bake for myself for sure. Got so, it. like, I, I could hold my own in the kitchen, I want to say. Yeah. Like, especially baking, I'm, you know, because yeah. when I'm hungry, I want to eat. So, especially <laughs> sweets. So, I could I can make it for myself. But I always thought uh, I just like giant cookies. Yes. So, that's kind of how this work that's kind of like personal preference like how this first started i'm like i like giant cookies i'm gonna make giant cookies and that's just what i wanted to do and that's how i ended up getting to this point here yes and i like what you shared i gotta i gotta tie it back into some of my things that i talk about because this is important because you like cookies so much yeah and it's good that you find something that you like and you can make it and enjoy it in a way that you're still like right functioning in life and yeah, everything's yeah, working yeah, right sure. so i like to i like to talk about these kind of things because i do nutrition coaching nutrition topics uh-huh. uh or workshops or or speeches um but the one thing people think that oh we only got to eat like all healthy stuff yeah, it's like yeah. no i'll go enjoy a local local right, i'll right. go enjoy my family sure. <laughs> but it's like do i need to eat that 24 uh-huh. 7 no because that won't i won't enjoy it anymore yeah. you know it'll be kind of off out of balance but for cookies i like what you see i i mean when i saw your cookies and i, I don't remember who told me but someone was like Tui's selling cookies. I looked on your site. I was like, man, I want to try some of these cookies. And then you're like, oh, yeah, just order on the form. And then I swear, I'm so late. That's why all the time when the registration form opens up, I missed it like probably four weeks in a row. It's like people are crazy. People set alarms for them. They're like messaging me. They're like, oh, shoot, I set my alarm. and I still couldn't get it. I was like, and I let a pretty decent amount of people like order. (laughs) And I'm just like, wait, really? Do these people like, especially early in the weeks, like when I first started, I was like, wait, are these people actually like, there's so, like a lot wanting some of cookies. Demand, this is yeah. like every week. I think what's really cool about it is like it's like hot or cold. You know, you can have them. Yeah. It's like especially now everyone. What helps me a lot at least is everyone being at home during quarantine and mm-hmm. you know just staying online and ordering. So yeah, funny how life works, man. It's just crazy. <laughs> it's not like I intended for this. I mean, I yes. love it and I'm enjoying it. Yes. Yeah. So let's talk about. Is this something that you wanna try to grow? Mm-hmm. The, I mean, the brand. Or? Shoot, it's funny because I didn't really. I didn't really think about that until, you know, maybe like a month in and I started like, you know, I actually changed 
kind of recently changed my prices just because mm-hmm. I was like, shoot, if I'm going to take this seriously, then. So now I'm actually making some profit off it. I'm just like, shoot, maybe I. So it's actually, I'm going through that process now of mm-hmm. should I actually like market it a little better? Do yes. I want to like open up shop eventually? So that's kind of what I'm going through right now. It's crazy. Yes. Uh, so it's crazy. Yeah. I mean, it's legit. You have the whole <laughs> sticker and everything. And. I'll, I'll do a close-up, but, oh, these cookies look awesome. Yeah. So, what are these two, Reese's and so, Cookies and Cream? Yeah, I make four, and these right here that I got is Reese's and Cookies and Cream, and then my other two I make is Chocolate Chip and S'mores. So, I only got make it. four, kind of doing, like, a little in-and-out deal here, like, in-and-out has, like, a small menu, yeah. but they're just really good at that, so I'm yeah. kind of, like, have these four, and I'm kind of rocking with it right now. Yeah. I might add a couple, but I really, I, I like that theme of just like you know having a few but like being really good at it yeah i mean i might add some i don't know seasonal you know cookies <laughs> actually but still i'm like no businessman i'm like you know just doing what i can right now and no these are awesome and you have so many people like all of the people ordering yeah like helping you on social media yeah, spread the sure. word like and i haven't done i haven't spent any money on like marketing or anything it's just yeah. i've opened up an instagram page it's all been through word of mouth yeah you know just other people liking my product and yeah here it is i mean i will definitely try this today it looks it's huge like yeah. i didn't think it was going to be that big but right. it's it's huge and you have the <laughs> you have the reese's right on top yeah so the I finisher mean, is there anything that this is inspired from not really i mean i i want to say like my flavor is known like mm. there is a you know of course my personal preference i like like let's for example like my reese's there's like people make peanut butter cookies mm-hmm. but i'm like sure i'm not really a fan of peanut butter cookies but I do like Reese's, so <laughs> and it kind of has peanut butter in it. So I was like, you know, what, let's try that. Is there Reese's inside the cookie? There's, too? Uh, yeah. Oh, so, so Reese's pieces, up. yeah. Got it. So that one has like Reese's uh, chips, peanut butter chips, uh, milk chips, milk mm-hmm. chocolate chips, and then Reese's. Got and it. And the other one is like an Oreo batter, white okay. chocolate chips, and Hershey's cookies. So and you have to come top. up with these these recipes yeah, oh yourself. Oh my gosh, I had like one cookie recipe because like I mean I don't think a lot of people know that like our cookies are just made like the same way all same ingredients yeah but i mean if you play with it your own way you can get your own flavors and i played with it a lot and it was a lot of trial and error i wasted (laughs) a lot of flour and sugar trying to get trying to get uh these things to work but you got to eat it though yeah so i got to eat it and not always good (laughs) but i got to eat it (laughs) yeah yeah well that's super interesting to hear how how this came to be and i mean everyone gotta check it out i'll put it all in the show notes and everything yeah cool. what is your what is your handle you can everybody? go at cookie man official so cookie is spelled k-u-k-i yes. cookie man official got it and then every sunday right every at sunday 6 at 6 p.m hawaii time yeah. set your alarm are you gonna start sending this to the mainland uh actually i've been wanting to so can you box them up? Like, you, i guess that i would, have to package to. them individually actually like got one by it. one so um, yeah, actually, that's one of the things I'm going through right now. So Got how, it. How, how to uh, ship to the mainland. All of the local kids that are up in college yeah. and everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's a lot of my USC friends, actually. A lot of my volleyball friends in the mainland, they're like, shoot, if you ever ship, let me know. I mean, yeah. maybe Outer Island, they're like, shoot. Oh, reaching oh, out to crazy. me, I'm like, okay, sounds good to me. Yeah. We'll get and the, to work. The crazy part that I you mentioned to me before is that you're cooking majority of them, right? Like 100% yeah. right now. Right. You have helpers, but, yeah. but you're pretty much... So I actually have... Um, yeah, I cook it all myself. Okay. And I make it all myself. I uh, I hand roll all of them. So I actually measure oh. it to make sure they all weigh the same. Mm-hmm. I actually just got a 20-quart, like, big mixer, probably, like, this big. Got it. Because I had a little KitchenAid mixer, and there was, like, flour <laughs> that would shoot out before. And, like, I'm like, oh, my gosh. I got I to invest in a bigger <laughs> yes. mixer. So I got, like, a little commercial size mixer. And 
that helps me out a lot but yeah i'm 100 doing everything oh that's crazy yeah you're cooking you said almost every day yeah just, pretty much every other day you're delivering yeah. and everything and it's great to see how this is taking off and yeah it's growing but crazy. maybe one day yeah not only shipping but maybe we'll see it in yeah, stores maybe you'll see me in a shop guys who knows, shop. Who knows? Yeah. you heard it here yeah. <laughs> yeah. but everyone check it out i will put it in the show notes and then of course you got to try the cookies and you run some some like contests or give, giveaways yeah so i ago. actually do a giveaway every thousand followers and we're got coming it. up on um it was so funny i did a giveaway at like 2000 and then like that giveaway got me like 650 followers <laughs> in like a couple of days i was like oh i guess people want cookies then <laughs> but yeah so we're actually almost at uh 3000 now yeah. so every thousand i'll do a giveaway and um i'll post the rules when it comes to that time and nice yeah so look look for that and then yeah i gotta try the cookies i'm gonna try it today. all right sounds yeah. good but is there anything else i mean thanks so much for sharing your journey mm-hmm. i mean we could no problem all of all of the guests that come on here mm-hmm. especially the local athletes we're trying to condense everything in yeah. one session but we really could talk to you guys for multiple sure. times yeah for like sure. this is probably just a little snippet just of the what, tip of the iceberg yeah. but is there anything else that you want to pass on that will help other people, mm. whether that's younger athletes trying to get recruited or even just people trying to be more active, mm-hmm. right? Is there anything that has helped you through your life or your career that you want to share with yeah, others? Yeah, for sure. I think um, just enjoying the process overall, whether it's recruiting or you know, getting frustrated over learning a new sport or whatnot. Um, yeah, just enjoy the process. And if you ever find like a group of people that, you know, that makes the environment fun for you, I'd say find a way to stick with that group yes. and you know i think it's a lot easier to thrive like that but mm-hmm. yeah if you get a special group of people man it, yep. it can work wonders for you for sure definitely with any of your goals anything that you want to achieve mm-hmm. in life i look forward to everything that you're going to do in the future even though you're not playing competitively you're still probably one of the most athletic <laughs> athletes so i am sure you're doing things on the side but yeah keep up everything that you're doing i'll put everything in the show notes and you got to check out the cookie cookie man cookies yes sir Yep, try it, order them and everything. But thanks so much for joining me today. Thank you.